at NAAB Radio are proud to present He is Alive Sundays, where we're going to play gospel music from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tune in to get your spirit filled with amazing music that will lift your spirits and make you feel whole. NAAB Radio presents He is Alive. Make sure to tune in. I promise you won't regret it. Hello and welcome to Lions Heart Radio. This is your host, Michelle Lyons. And today as we enter into Valentine's Day weekend, I brought back Jen B, the queen of all things. She's also the queen of all things because she's also got a dating uh, service. So we're going to talk today about love. I know a lot of people out there are experiencing love for the first time quarantine style. So some of us are getting creative. Some of you guys are headed to do some outdoor dining. And I know someone who actually is doing a movie drive-through in West LA that he just purchased a big lot where he's going to be doing some romantic drive-through theater style um, uh, for for just for Valentine's Day. So that's the owner of NAAB Radio who's going to be bringing you Valentine's Day from your car. So you can go check that out in West LA and they may also be doing it in Woodland Hills as well. So we'll give you more details about that. But again, welcome. So let's talk to Jen. Jen, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. So Jen, you've been in the dating industry now for over 20 years. Is that correct? Over eight years. Over eight years. (laughs) Over eight years now. 20 years I would have still been in high school. I wish. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why I thought 20 years, but no, you're, you're great. So eight years is a long time. Eight is the number of success. So this is going to be your best year yet. Let me tell you that. So, uh, so talk to me, what is it that you do and what's great about your services? So I am a dating coach. So I work with uh, clients one-on-one to create customized dating plans to meet their needs. So everything is tailored to the client and I help people meet in person and be able to have that in-person experience. So I take my clients out to meet the people they want versus who they're attracting, change the patterns of behavior because you have to change how you behave if you want a different outcome. That's the truth. Now, uh, how'd you, how'd you get into this business? I was a high school special ed continuation school teacher and my master's is in behavior. And I realized there's patterns of behavior and why we do what we do. And if you can alter those patterns, um, you can be able to get a different outcome. I also was writing under a pseudonym about my dating experiences as a teacher. And, um, as I chronicled those, I was reading dating books cause I didn't know how to date in my twenties and that became more and more successful. So I decided to put that to good use and help others. So what are some dating tips that you would give our listeners right now? Get out of your comfort zone. So do something that challenges you, you feel uncomfortable at, whether it's going to the bar by yourself, whether it's skydiving, do something that excites your soul and makes you kind of scared at the same time. What do you find are, are most people's biggest challenges when it comes to dating? That they have a preconceived notion of how things are going to go and what they're looking for. And people so often have a preconceived notion when they are going out that this person is going to behave a certain way or they're going to be disappointed. And people don't want to put themselves out there. That fear of vulnerability and rejection is probably one of the most difficult things for people to overcome. 
I can totally, I totally understand that. So many people, I think, based on either their own traumas, you know, a lot of times, uh, according to Freud, you know, we we like our fathers or we like our mothers, depending if we're male or female or, or even in the same sex. But sometimes your mother or your dad isn't best for you. You know, sometimes, you know, you're, if you've got a toxic father, then going and finding that toxic man is only going to create more problems in your life, you know. So again, it's all always about finding the right person for you and getting out of your comfort zone is really the only way to to grow wouldn't you say absolutely and I think that when I do the dating plans I look at someone's life and their history and their overall patterns of behavior and kind of figure out what's missing what do we need to change what are what are they needing to complete themselves to make themselves whole so they can attract a different person and so often like whether it's their experiences being hurt family there's some component of their life that is not completely fulfilled so it's helping them figure figure out the underlying issues so then you can get the outcome you want because we are often the biggest obstacle to our own happiness we get in our own way because of our own traumas and past yes I, I have a friend of mine who is one of the prettiest friends that I had and she was always dating the same exact type of guy you know she was really into you know professional athletes as a lot of people are but you know they were just causing her so much headache you know and then finally she got married a couple of years ago and i was so happy for her because she was just so beautiful she was an attorney and it just seemed like she had just pigeon held herself to the 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 guy that was kind of like unattainable you know and it was just always you know the same story you know he's messing with a million and one women and and just it just never seemed like she was in a situation where either she was the main person or like he was only faithful to her you know so but she liked you know that that image you know as a lot of us you know if you if you're in front of tv all day who, who doesn't want to be a basketball wife you know but again what you see on tv is not always what's good and what works for you you know and the moment she really got out of her comfort zone she actually married a foreigner so uh, she met a foreigner who actually, he's a sports writer, so it's still kind of within the same uh, genre. But again, it's like once you really, you know, challenge yourself to want better and you demand that you'll get better, the universe brings you someone so much better. But you've really got to put it out there that you that that you are no longer going to be, you know, it doesn't matter about money. You know, it's like I'm no longer going to be one of a million women or I'm no longer going to be, you know, second fiddle or whatever it is. You've got to really raise your standards and then you'll find that 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 same energy will attract, you know, or if you want a wealthier guy, you've got to raise your standards, you know, or if you want a poor man or whatever it is you're looking for, you've got to raise your standards in order to get that. Do you agree? Absolutely. And I think that when you talk about people that are emotionally unavailable, that's like when you're talking about professional athletes or people that work a lot or whatever it is, the person that is seeking out that has something that they need to fix within themselves mm -hmm. because they're running away from themselves and being able to go chase someone else means you don't have to face yourself and deal with your problems, your brokenness, your pain, your hurt. And that's a pattern that repeats itself over and over. And, you know, I've, I've, been there and done that as well and when you start to heal yourself you start to attract a different quality of person and they can have similar interests as you talked about your friend professional athletes to a sports writer so it's still in the same realm but it's probably a person that was much more grounded in being able to fulfill all of her needs versus just the monetary part the fun part but also someone that you want to come home to because at the end of the day if you don't have anything in common with someone else 
you're going to probably set yourself up for disaster. When I work with my clients, I come up with the five must-haves, like the non-negotiables, but it needs to be things you want to have in common with someone, interests you can share. Because if you don't have that foundation, what are you going to do with the person? Yeah, I think that interests and foundation are the most key things because nowadays... People, some people have very unique lifestyles, you know, but I never judge that person as long as it works for them. You know, I know that Will and Jada made, you know, news last year and I was like, well, if Will doesn't have a problem with it, you know, it's, it's not my relationship, you know, that's their relationship. And sometimes people that have the relationships that we judge the most end up lasting longer than, than other people, you know? So again, I think that it's about finding what works for you because I know that uh, Andrew Gilliam's wife, um, I don't know if you know this story, um, this was uh, a senator, that he actually ran for governor of Florida and he lost, um, but he, he, he had affair with his wife, with a man, you know? And so they went on, TV live and they talked about it and she's like well I've always known he was bisexual you know mm -hmm. and he used this to kind of come out now I was a little bit upset just because I'm like oh my god they have kids do we have to do this in front of like mm -hmm. the kids you know but at the same time I wasn't judgmental because I'm like well if she's fine with it then I mean it's not I I wouldn't be able to date a gay man but if she's able to be with a gay man that that's her her prerogative you know do you find that people have very unique relationships in today's day and age? I do. And I think that it's being authentic and being honest with their partner. I find more and more couples actually have open relationships in polyamory. Yes. It's like, you know, being able to be communicative and people will now understand you're not expected to get everything for one person. Mm -hmm. I was very much of the traditional mindset for many years, but as I've been a dating coach and have more experiences, I understood more and more why that would be appealing. Because if you're able to get 90% from one person, that 10% is still not being fulfilled. And sometimes people are able to go explore a different part of their personality with someone else, whether it's a friend or a romantic relationship. And as society becomes more and more accepting and open, I think that people have been more authentic and genuine putting that out there for the public and not really caring so much about what people think they're living their best life they're living their truth and they're happy yeah for me I I've been one to just really I, I try not to judge anyone anyway but I'm all about nowadays I see that there are different trends you know one of my friends just told me that She's fluid. Now, I don't even know what fluid is. You know, I'm so old. I'm like, fluid. fluid. This is like, you know, so she's she's gender fluid, or I guess, you know. I was like, as long as you don't, you're not bringing that fluid on onto me, are you, what are we doing here, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but the main thing is, is you do have people nowadays that are, that are, that are very open now, you know, and for her, she said it works. So I said, I'm glad that you found yourself, you know, and it's all about people finding what works for them and being in situations that work for them, you know, and she's in a relationship now where uh, it's, it's a lot, it's very complicated, but it works for her, you know? So again, I think you have more people now that are in, uh, relationships that, um, in some ways kind of remind me, her relationship almost reminds me a little bit of like polygamy, mm -hmm. you know, do you find that people are starting to get in more of these like 
polygamous relationships? I do, actually. I think that, like, a lot of times this happened behind closed doors. You know, mm-hmm. like, there was the swingers parties, like, back in the 70s and 80s. You mm-hmm. threw your keys in the dish and, like, you know, that's who you ended up with for the night. And, like, there's been the underground sex clubs and all of these things that were talked about. But people didn't really understand what was going on and why. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's become much more mainstream now to be honest that like you know if you're not going to be cheating behind closed doors you'd rather know what your partner wants and if you're okay with that then you kind of go along for the ride together and I've seen a lot of my friends actually I went to Catholic school that are in those sorts of relationships they have open marriages they you know are able to be fluid in what their expectations are they when they got married perhaps they wanted a traditional relationship and after kids or different situations have arisen they become more and more open to other scenarios do you feel that some people because I often wonder with her you know, and I've known her for so long. I uh, do you find that some people just just also settle. Like, do you feel like? Because I was wondering if she kind of her situation is kind of like she shares a man with another woman. I mean, I don't know. It's like I said, it's complicated. But I just wonder: is do you, are people just really being truly authentically themselves, or do you think more people in society are starting to settle? What do you think? I think it's like the opposite of settling. I think that people are understanding that they aren't expected to get everything from one person. Mm-hmm. And and if you can see that, you know, someone's not there to complete you, you're whole all by yourself, but you shouldn't expect this person to give you everything. And if you're open-minded, you can see that you can get different things from other people, friends, relationships, you're gonna be pulling different components of yourself. And that's a reflection of you. I think that people now are more open to the idea of, you know, being able to explore that without the stigma that surrounds it. And what do you feel about children? Do you feel like people should still, like for me, again, I'm never one to judge what anybody does. I just say uh, certain things I feel like should go in like the closet, you know, like everybody's coming out the closet now, you know, um, but certain things I'm like, eh, but does your, do your kids need to know about everything that's going on? Because again, do you think maybe kids should maybe think that there is this, utopia at some point and then they to a certain age and then it's reality or do you feel like the kids should be okay with the fact that mom's got four four boyfriends you know <laughs> like like is this i just because you know i'm a little old school so explain this to me you know because i'm like you know I'm like mom if she's got four boyfriends maybe when kids are sleeping you know there, there's there was a way in which i grew up things were, were were handled you know but now it's just it's it's a little too open you know what i'm saying but what do you think i think that <laughs> there needs to be an age <laughs> maybe you talk about those things that like you kind of keep it like you know behind wraps i saw in the real housewives of orange county you know bronwyn was very open this past season about she was dating a woman and she's married and she has seven children and her children know all about this and you know her husband she told him he she was never attracted to him and now she's a lesbian and now she's but they're still married it's that's messy and your kids don't need to be dragged into that your kids that's what I, i'm like we've got to keep some things private people yeah that's what i think i mean like i said i don't judge people but i just think that when your kids know all your ish like it's some things like I love kids having certain sense of innocence you know and if mom's got four boyfriends and she's into being fluid or she's got two girlfriends and one boyfriend or whatever that should be something at least to me I think that it should be something that you do in private you know because I no one can put their morality on you but at least we should try to protect the morality of our children until they get to a certain age you know if your kids are 
18, 19, they're in school and they find out that mom's, you know, wild, you know, then that's fine. But I don't know if your seven year old needs to know that mom's got two boyfriends and a girlfriend, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I was a teacher for 13 years and, you know, I think that first should be your children's emotional well-being. So if you're doing these things, you need to be understanding that this is going to kind of be challenging for you to explain to a young child because they don't understand those things and they don't need to. So protecting their innocence. And when they get older, you can have those conversations if you want to. As a parent, though, I probably wouldn't want to drag my child into my relationship because that's kind of what differentiates toxic parents from mm -hmm. not toxic, being having those boundaries. And, you know, as someone that had parents that made her parent them, such as myself, you don't need to know what goes on with your parents as a kid. I really think that that is something that as they get older, you can have those conversations, but let them be kids. Let them be innocent. Let them figure out for themselves what relationships are like versus them seeing like, you know, um, a plethora of people coming through the door and, you know, scarring or traumatizing them or putting them in harm's way or whatever it is. Just kind of keep it separate, I would say. Yeah, I, I definitely am with you all the way. I think that, you know, a certain, I think society is trying to push us to be so open and so free, but certain things, especially sexuality, because I think sexuality is just such an intimate experience, you know, I think that certain things need to be between you and your partner, you know, and I, I, I love the interview, even though I felt like it was none of my business. But I love the interview that the the wife gave of Andrew Gilliam because she's like, you know, it, she's like, I never expected the whole world to know about this. You know, she's like, but it's something that I've always known since we got together. He told me in private mm -hmm. that he he likes men and women, you know, and whether or not. I was down to roll, you know, it's nothing that their children ever knew. It's nothing that that any of her friends even knew. So now she felt embarrassed that she had to explain her life to everyone because they're in the public eye. Right. You know, and so again, I respect that for whatever reason, they have their situation and she, at least for the kids, had tried to make it seem like you know that that mom and dad are together in this in this in this normal situation yeah, traditional. You know, traditional situation you know even though we don't even know what mom does mom mom may mom may be just as wild you know <laughs> it could be a lot going on between the gillens you know but the main thing is is that um for the kids sake i respect when parents really try to have as much normalcy you know and like I said, as people go older, your road to sexuality and everything like that, that is such a long road. You know, there are so many people I know that, like I said, my friend who's now fluid, she was super, super, you know, holy roller, you know, 20 years ago, you know, but now she's a different person, you know. So again, the road to finding yourself is very long, you know, and so much goes into that, you know. So I think protecting kids and having them find out the right time where they really want to discover themselves should be much later. I agree with you. I also think that, like, I remember in college I took a sociology class and it was talking about how sexuality is fluid. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand at that point what that meant. But I think that different situations, people, trauma changes you. Mm -hmm. And having an open mind and seeing, you know, things go on over the last 20 years, you know, being a grown-up, living in Southern California, going back to Sacramento, coming back, the way that it's perceived now is it's much more open. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have threesomes and that's very culturally acceptable now or 
orgies and things. They're much more mainstream. I don't know if they were happening behind closed doors or people. They were happening behind closed doors before. <laughs> they they've been they've been happening. I mean, you can you can go to India and you see these crazy you know statues and everything else of Kama Sutra. So this stuff has been happening, but now it's coming to the forefront, which is making it more prevalent. And it's now even influencing our kids to where a lot of kids now, where you have even the Smiths, the little kids, which I understand because both their parents are way too open with their children, you know. So, you know, they were teenagers talking about they, you know, are fluid and they're polyamorous. And you're like, you're 15. What do you think about your polyamorous? Like, you know, but but again, when you have parents that, that live open lives and they have these grown conversations with their kids, you know. So for me, like I said, I just, I just more or less just wonder how it affects the children well i grew up with like without the internet you know i had to go to my dad's office in Mm -hmm. high school and like now we have social media we have tv we have all these things that the innocence that once was there for children isn't there Mm -hmm. so it's not so much just the parents it's what society has done to normalize these values and then expose children to take away their innocence and make this kind of the, the norm and like that's a commonplace i really wish that we could go back to a place where we protected our children and gave them a childhood and exactly. not you know make them grow up so quickly because you know being exposed to these things actually has traumatic effects on the brain how you develop neurologically like you know emotionally and the more that we can protect children from grown-up problems and situations the better our society would be as a whole yeah definitely well, going back to this, we've been in one of the weirdest times for the past, literally, it's going to be 365 days come March, okay? <laughs> so how is everyone responding to, how's the dating world responding to this pandemic? You know, it's very interesting. Um, during the pandemic, there has been more um, people dating online, a 600% increase of online dating during the pandemic. And actually, users are talking about how they're having more meaningful relationships. So people that are online dating are now more happy, they're fulfilled, they had to communicate more. They couldn't just meet up with a person. People were much more sensitive to getting sick, so people weren't dating several people at once. People were being much more monogamous and actually having much more fulfilling relationships versus swipe right, swipe left, you know, you're replaceable. I think that people, because of loneliness and wanting that human connection, have been much more willing to put themselves out there and actually try to connect with people in a way that we haven't done in quite some time. Do you find that also people are filling that void in themselves more during this during this pandemic or is it getting worse? I think that sitting with yourself for such a long time without an outlet is going to probably really negatively affect your emotional and mental health. I mean, you can only sit with your thoughts for so long and not start to be critical of yourself and feel like that fear, that panic, am I going to be alone forever? And you start to kind of spin your wheels and it kind of picks up momentum and you know, the longer you are by yourself, maybe you're more willing to put yourself out there. (laughs) You're like, I'll never online date, but now you're getting out of your comfort zone because what are your options? You're at home with yourself or you can try to communicate with others. So now everyone is trying to get me on this app called Clubhouse. Everybody's like, this is the future, Michelle, you know? So are you on Clubhouse? I am not on Clubhouse. I have tried to avoid this. Like, this is just like when Tinder came out and like, I I have to get on these things at some point just as a dating coach, but I have fought this one because it's an invite only thing and I'm just like I don't want to be a part of this like I don't want to perpetuate this 
But I will have to give in and explore that at some point. So, I mean, why don't you want to get on it? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I told myself I would just support it because I guess Master P owns it and I'm a big fan of him. But uh, but people are telling me, one of my friends who's she's on it, she's like, it's like Zoom meets, meets, meets Tinder or something like that. You know, it's actually you get to physically talk to them and see you feel like you're at the club, you know? So <laughs> that's like the whole thing is that, you know, you get to see the people that are trying to mac you up and you get to you know facetime them and you get to see them and that way you can be like up next on to the other club you know so uh i think it's making uh, it's gonna make dating more interactive on on your phone well yeah i agree with you but they also now are doing match where you can do like the facetiming and on eHarmony. so they've also gone that route yeah people. tinder has as well so you're not just like emailing back and forth you're able to zoom on those apps as well so oh, that's great but i think that clubhouse was supposed to be an alternative if i don't believe to facebook because yeah. it was a platform it was like the new frontier let's see what happens next yeah 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 no i love technology and i think it's great i need to get on i'm not on any of it so i need to you know for me i i know for me i've been wanting to get out of my comfort zone culturally because i love so many cultures but i've never dated out of my well, I've dated African men, but that's that's about it. But I've always wanted to date like a Latin man. I've always wanted to date an Asian man. I've always wanted to date a Jewish man, but I've never dated any anyone outside of, I've dated mainly African men. I've dated more African men than I actually have African American men. But I figured the best way would be to get on like a clubhouse or to get on like, I don't know, Jew date or something like that, you know, <laughs> J date, I think it's called. But the main thing is, is that for me, I, I feel like whoever is meant for me is probably very well rounded, you know, world worldly, you know. Mm -hmm. So and I feel like it may be someone of a of a different culture or it may be. So I don't know. I just want to find someone who. I I can talk about the places, different countries I've been to, you know, um, and I, I think for me, I'm just so attracted. I've been always attracted to like African men and things like that um, because I like the culture. You know, I love I love the culture of a man that's like, you know, I've got it. You know, I love New Yorkers. You want to tell my, my favorite African-American man come from New York. You know, it's just some about a man who's just like, you know, let me just let's buy out the bar, you know, and let me, you know, open the door for you. And let me just I love chivalry, you yeah, know, the manly man. Yes. Do you feel like that's dead now? <laughs> I, feel like that's dead. I think that like, you know, as we are able to do events again, like I've done events for many years so people can meet organically. So the people that dating apps don't work for, like such as yourself, I think that you would be much more comfortable meeting someone in person in an organic setting where you could actually read them, talk to them, get to know them. So you're not investing and you're reading their energy. Mm -hmm. Are they that manly man? Like, yes. so in a couple of minutes, you can see if they're worth your time versus emailing back and forth and trying to figure out if you have that chemistry and getting emotionally invested, which is online dating. Mm -hmm. I think that being able to meet people in person, now is chivalry dead? No, but I think it needs to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I think our generation of 30 and 40 year old men have really been able to kind of cop out because as strong, educated women, like, you know, rose to the top, um, that kind of went by the wayside. And I think that for us as women that love to have fun but are very educated, it would be great for these men to kind of step up and rise to the occasion and be the man. Now, do you feel like men are more intimidated? Because I find that so much in society. I even have several of my friends are married to 
um, house husbands, you know, where the, the man is the one who takes care of the kids and cooks and cleans and they're the ones that work. I have two friends like that. And then I, you know, I'm right now myself dealing with custody battle, you know, where my ex is trying to get money from me, you know. So I, I definitely think that there is this shift that is going on with, with men instead of them kind of rising more to the occasion, more of them are kind of falling back. Do you feel like maybe we're, we're intimidating them or, or maybe we're not dating older? I've been telling myself, I need to date older. I need someone who's like at least 10 years older than me. You know, maybe that's where the chivalry is in the 50s. <laughs> I found with my research as someone that does this, you know, having to look at myself and my perspective and, you know, having to, scared many of people over the years that strong women um such as yourself or me i see that i scare people because i'm that mirror so mm -hmm. if someone doesn't want to deal with their stuff i'm going to be holding up that mirror with my personality and who i am and what i've done to work on myself and a lot of people don't want to do the work and can't don't rise the occasion mm -hmm. and so it's not so much being like an intimidated woman it's that people don't want to deal with themselves and they don't want to do the work to get there and be able to compliment you because we don't need anybody to take care of us we want a partner someone at our level mm -hmm. and you know that's where like however whatever dynamic works for people behind closed doors that's totally amazing but i think that we're looking for partners not so much as like we're gonna have to bring up you know the group average here mm -hmm. and so many men have become complacent and there's a revolving door all i have to do is go on an app if i don't like the chick i'm with they're replaceable mm -hmm. they don't have to put in that work and time and i really hope that we kind of kind of shift back to people who are willing to work on themselves and invest in another person well, my last thing would be, because Candace Owens brings up this, and she just did a whole podcast about it, about women, um, us kind of losing our morality. And this is what she was saying is one of the reasons why men have become so um, less manly men and, and they're not as, you know, they're not as uh, chivalrous as they used to be. And she said, it's because the competition now makes it bad for everyone. You know, the woman who sleeps with the man because he gave her one drink, you know, has now made, made, has now cheapened all of women. Now, I don't think that because I have high standards and I've never had a problem getting a man. But I do hear this from a lot of women that I'm saying. They're saying, you know, they're like, Michelle, the, the hoes are ruining everything, you know? <laughs> but I say that jokingly. You know, I don't think anyone's a hoe. You know, what you do with your life is what you do with your life. <laughs> but uh, is, is it that we are making sex and sexualizing ourselves and making ourselves, when I say us, uh, all women, we've lessened ourselves so much that men don't it's like why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free is that starting to be the reason why men are more or less chivalrous why men are like hey why don't you just take care of me then you know every a lot of these especially west coast men you see a lot of them trying to be like you know the gigolo type of type of guys you know is this is this because of of women because that's what candace owens you know she did a really good interview on saying you know hey women we've got to start you know having values and we We've got to stop being so easy and we've got to stop sexualizing ourselves. Once we do this, everything will go back into place. Um, I can say many of my friends that, you know, are educated women have decided not to go the route because they're disappointed by the men that are not rising to the occasion. Mm -hmm. So then they do do the friends with benefits and the hookup and such. So maybe that's what they're talking about. That's taking the competition because they want a partner, but they're realizing that there's not anybody out there that is on their level and therefore they want to get their needs met. So 
take it for what it is but you know if we want to change society i would say it's on the men actually to raise the bar to come mm -hmm. be with these badass chicks that are you know bringing their a game smart educated have a great career like if you want to be with somebody you got to rise the occasion well, I agree. I definitely think that there is, for for whatever reason, it seems like there's a, a lot of a lot of men who are not um, as ambitious as women are. So I don't know why the women are so ambitious now. Maybe it's Beyonce that told us all to go out there and get it. But women now are all trying to get the bag, you know. Um, whereas you have some men that are out there trying to get it, and then you have some men that are a lot more complacent, you know. And there are a lot of things in society that may be going on. Do you think that, would you recommend more women dating older? You know, I, I think that for me, I, I dated only one older guy. It was one of the worst experiences I ever had, um, only because of his maturity though. The other things, like as far as chivalry and all that, was was great. He was very much a manly man, but he was a player five thousand. So I got to see that the the age doesn't change the the game, you know. So um, do you think that maybe more women should start dating out of their race or dating, especially with black women? You know, I am an African American woman. 80% of black women date in their own race. Not even black women are the least likely to even go out of our race, you know? So it's like, man, how many more of us would have partners if maybe we did give that Asian guy a chance or we went to that, you know, Jewish bar or something to that nature? Again, you talked about getting out of your comfort zone because if you stay in your comfort zone, then yeah, the we no wonder why the guys aren't matching up to you because you are in your comfort zone you know the perfect man for you could not even be your same race could not even be your same age could not even be but he is the perfect man he can deal with all of that you know what i'm saying <laughs> i think that you want to find someone that brings out the best in you and yes. get out of your comfort zone a lot of times you shine when you're happy and you're enjoying activity and you meet people organically you're going to be drawn to people that are happy and you know whatever ethnicity or race they are you're going to want to be a part of that but you have to be willing to kind of take off your blinders and open up your heart and your mind and be like okay let's see what happens i want to find someone with similar interests to me versus like having that um racial like uh i don't know bias <laughs> bias like you yeah know, that you have like preconceived notions about now do you find a trend because i'm starting to see a trend with women also dating younger guys I dated someone um, ten yeah. years younger <laughs> recently. Yes, <laughs> and you know that's the youngest I've ever dated, and it was fun. It was an experience. Like I like to have fun. I like to go out. Like I like to go drink. Like you know, I like to have fun. And like you know, guys my age want to settle down, and that's just really not my thing. So I sometimes think you need to date younger. I've also dated older. Like you know, guys that have been married, divorced, have kids. No, have been married not currently yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. but i think it just depends on the person your energy what your values are and being able to attract people on that kind of wavelength yes i find that a lot of women are especially women who have been married before or something like that it seems like the woman who gets out of divorce the first thing she wants to do is go date a young guy you know she's looking <laughs> to have fun she's looking to just enjoy life and uh, another lady that I know that's dating a young guy right now, she finds that, you know, it's also great in the sense that you see the ambition that some of the really young guys have, you know. So, you know, it's all about what works for you, you know. And it keeps, she said also, she said it keeps her young. 
you know, it's like, you know, it's mentally and everything else. It makes her feel young again, you know, and uh, it's it's a good it's a good time. Absolutely. And I think that for me, it was kind of a mirror seeing what the next generation is going to be dating like, mm -hmm. you know, being able to see it from a different point of view, because you have to date younger to know what it's like to be in your 20s and dating. And it's a yeah. very different viewpoint. And I'm always out there exploring because I can't ever <laughs> stop dating and be good at my job. Because <laughs> the trends and everything has changed so much in eight years. There was not Tinder when I began and any of these dating wow. apps. And just having to be up to date and being able to put yourself out there. I had so much fun, though. Like, I feel so fulfilled. And I think that when you stop putting, like, I want this, like, and just put yourself in a box and just can open yourself up to experiences and appreciate people, you're going to be so much happier. Yes. So this, where can they find you this weekend? Uh, Thequeenofdating.com. I'm going to be out and about in Huntington Beach. Friday, we're doing starting a bear flag. And we're going to be doing happy hour and a bonfire. Saturday, we're going to be on May street doing some fun things so i hope to see you there all right so you heard it here jen b the queen of all things uh the queen of dating she's got the dating app she can get you right contact her inbox her so that she can help you find love you know this is michelle lions with lion's heart you know i'm all about you know finding the person that you are equally yoked with because at the end of the day it's the person that brings you balance that is going to be the best person for you so we'll see you again on Monday. Enjoy your Valentine's Day weekend. You know, it's we're going through a pandemic, so make sure that you are safe and make sure that you know that love is the most powerful thing. So if you don't have a Valentine's, I don't have a Valentine this weekend, you guys. So, you know, I'm at a point in my life where if it's not a husband, I don't want it. So uh, I'm going to do a Galentine's Day this weekend. So I'm just going to take myself out somewhere really nice, buy myself some roses and some chocolate and make myself a nice, a nice uh, bath and maybe even go and get myself a massage because it's all about loving yourself if you if you don't have someone to love. So I love you guys, and I'll see you guys on Monday. Yeah. <laughs>